0: Hello, friends and audiobook fans. Today's episode is one of my top recommended titles from 2021. One of the most frequent questions we hear from listeners is whether we'd consider expanding on our theme and taking a deeper look into fiction and other sources of fascinating ideas. If you're one of our listeners who asked for this, we heard you and thank you for your suggestions. We'll be hard at work behind the scenes for the rest of this year creating something we hope you'll love. Until then, we hope you enjoy this episode, and I look forward to sharing more with you in 2022. Americans are famously skeptical of their elected government, so I've always wondered why American culture tends to celebrate self-made billionaires with an idealism bordering on worship. This next title chronicles a scathing saga of the Sackler family egos, corruption, obscene wealth, and ultimate culpability for the opioid crisis. Welcome to Audiobook Reviews in 5. This is Jana, also known as Jana, and in today's episode, I'm reviewing Empire of Pain, The Secret History of the Sackler Dynasty, written and read by Patrick Radden Keefe. Every once in a while, I listen to a work of narrative nonfiction so extraordinary, so outrageous, and so heartbreaking that I'm reminded that truth is stranger than fiction. Empire of Pain is all those things, and if you listen to this audiobook, prepare to feel angry, even outraged. Members of the Sackler family founded Purdue Pharma, the infamous maker of OxyContin, a prescription drug that has fueled an opioid epidemic across North America for the last 20 years. Patrick Radden Keefe's investigative journalism about the Sackler family has a history too. He first published his findings in a 2017 New Yorker article that I've linked to in the show notes, called The Family That Built an Empire of Pain. His characterization of Arthur Sackler was the most riveting part of this audiobook for me. Published in April 2021, Keith captures a family saga that spans the 20th century and leads up to today. It's quite a revelation to learn that the current pharmaceutical marketing model we know so well, including providing drug samples to physicians, sponsoring fancy luxury medical conferences, And generating patient interest in specific branded drugs was practically invented by this one man. Sackler's marketing of Valium in journals like Medical Tribune helped make it the first drug to generate $100 million in sales. And by 1971, thanks to Arthur Sackler's marketing efforts, Librium and Valium earned $2 billion for drug companies. Arthur Sackler's schemes were covered in Barry Meyer's 2003 book, Painkiller, which Keefe credits. On an interesting side note, Keefe shares in a recent interview with the Strand Bookstore that the Sackler family lawyers sent him nearly identical threats to those they sent to Barry Meyer nearly 20 years ago. Members of the Sackler family also have a questionable history with the American Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, which was instrumental in enabling OxyContin to gain credibility with doctors and the general public. Clearly, this family have a lot to hide. Keefe annihilates any pretense of charity behind the Sackler's famous philanthropy. Over the decades, Sackler family members have manipulated institutions around the world, especially museums and universities, with questionable naming agreements that allow these institutions to keep the lights on, as long as they prominently display the Sackler name. And while many of these signs have since been removed, massive tax breaks for the Sackler family enabled them to run their empire and retain a net worth of approximately $11 billion. Keefe's audio narration is flawless and worthy of any professional voiceover actor. He's perfectly paced and utterly compelling. He subtly conveys character traits and emotion so well... But I had to keep reminding myself that this is non-fiction, and that's saying a lot for more than 15 hours of listening. This diabolical family are still living large, and they recently launched a website in their defense, while they await a verdict in a civil case that would see the Sacklers pay $4.3 billion to resolve over 3,000 outstanding claims from just some of those affected by the opioid crisis. However, if this is successful, the family would be immune from future criminal prosecutions. Today, the fact remains that not once have the Sackler family expressed true remorse for their fatal role in the opioid deaths of hundreds of thousands of people and the exponential loss for millions of families and communities. Keefe's reporting exposes individuals so corrupt that if they were written as fictional characters, audiences might accuse the writer of depicting a caricature. In 2001, after 59 deaths from OxyContin were reported in one state, for example, Richard Sackler responded in an email, This is not too bad. It could have been far worse. And the Sacklers have spent millions of dollars using PR to pin blame for opioid deaths on people who have so-called Addictive personalities are behaving recklessly, in spite of the fact that anyone could potentially become addicted to OxyContin, even if they were using it exactly as prescribed. Some critics point out that Keefe only touches on the problems endemic in the American healthcare system, but I'd argue that Keefe paints an all too human story in the corruption and machinations of the Sackler family. OxyContin never lived up to its claim of providing safe and sustained pain treatment for the majority of users and produced sales techniques of encouraging doctors to prescribe higher doses virtually guaranteed higher rates of addiction to this drug. Most chilling of all, the American states where OxyContin was most prescribed at the height of its success still retain higher rates of opioid addiction and drug abuse today. The drug remains legal to prescribe, even though if you're living with chronic pain, opioids are not likely to be a safe and effective long-term treatment option. I highly recommend this listen because it's an extraordinarily well-researched and fascinating tale of a family that have influenced our culture unlike any other. And I'm putting Patrick Radden-Keefe on my must-read list as a writer to watch.